0: Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped.
1: The book of Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 through 6 reads as follows. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph that's a good thing, because the Lord was with Joseph. How many know God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? And God's not a respecter of persons. So if God was with Joseph, he will also be with you. In fact, tell somebody, he'll be with you too. And notice what he says, as we continue to read. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Notice because he was with him, he was successful. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Interesting. Don't even give the master's name. And I'll tell you why I believe that's significant here in a few minutes. But they call him the master. And Joseph was successful in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him, Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. And notice why the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. He did it for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus, he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. And and the latter part of that verse says, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Based on what I've just read to you, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on this topic. The presence of the Lord brings divine blessings in the midst of challenging circumstances. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the service. So far, thank you, Father. I know you continue to move and to touch the lives of your people. We bind the enemy right now. We cast them out. Thank you for your anointing that ministers to your people this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. After studying this particular lesson, I have a new profound respect for Joseph. When I often read this particular text, I look at it like Joseph was not in a precarious situation. But when I look again at what went on here, I found out that Joseph was in a very unique situation. Why do you say that, Pastor Dallas? Go with me over to the book of Genesis 37 and verse 36. 37 and 36. Now, the Mennonites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, and an officer of Pharaoh, and captain of the guard. Now, the man that they just sold was Joseph. Joseph had just been betrayed by his brothers and sold to this particular person right here. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if I'd be too happy if my brothers just sold me to somebody else. I don't know if I would be ecstatic happy listen not have a little bit of attitude and bitterness about me if you would have threw me in a ditch and then sold me by the first people that came by you got the money and told my father that i'm dead but i'm gonna be have a good attitude about it like joseph did oh i I, that would have been a challenging situation for me that would have been challenging and so now we pick it up because he just been sold into slavery and then in verse in 39 and verse 1, that Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, the person we just read about, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Israelites. No, this ain't bought like bring him down. This is he paid for him. He paid for him. He paid for him who and then taking him down there. And this is what we pick up in verse 2. He was with a master. That's interesting. It doesn't even give the master's name. They call him a master. And I thought about this was this standpoint. Even through all of this, Joseph had the right attitude. I thought about if I had have been me, I might have not a good attitude. I might, listen, if you would have sold me into slavery and then expect me to come back working all, like everything's wonderful and everything hunky-dory and we we just got along and we're the best of buzz and all that kind of stuff. Well, y'all pray for me, okay? He just got sold into slavery and the Bible says the, one of the first things they tell him, tell, tell us about him in verse 2, that the Lord was with Joseph. He was with him even after he had been sold into slavery. And not only that, he was a successful man. But what a powerful testimony. A powerful testimony what we all excuse me, that would help us all to overcome difficult circumstances and situations according to Revelation 12 and verse 11. Revelation 12 and 11 says this, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death. What a powerful witness. What a powerful report to help us to be victorious in every area of our life. A good testimony reminds us that we have the victory even in the midst of trials and tribulations. And can you imagine, he'd been sold into slavery, and yet he had a wonderful testimony. He had a testimony that said that he was successful as well as, we're going to read a little bit later, he was Prosperous. And when you read about something like that, it will make you wonder sometimes because I know some people will use their situation that they're in as an excuse to be bitter. Mm-mm. They will use what they're in as an excuse to be mean or hateful. But that was not Joseph's testimony. Joseph's testimony was, and what gave him the victory? He worked as unto the Lord. Oh, Jehovah! Je- Joseph was a unique man. See, his name means Jehovah has added, and I like that name. Why you like the name, Pastor Dubs? Because if you look in Joseph's life. God added to him prosperity. God added to him healing. God had added to him deliverance. God kept adding to him. In fact, at the end, the Bible talks about he added a family to him. The family he had lost, he, God had added to him. And I like that about Joseph. In fact, I like that about us today, that God will add to you if you do right by God. God will add good things to your life if you do right by God. Oh, that's good news today, because I know sometimes we don't think that God can add good things to us because of our past and what we've done in the past. But I'm here to tell you the good news of the gospel. God can add good things to your life if you could constantly believe in him. Thank God that God is Adam and he is the eldest son of Rachel and the youngest son of Jacob. Joseph, that is, serves as a great witness to us and that the Lord was with him. And according to Genesis thirty nine and verse two, the fight, despite the fact he was a slave, you must never under, never forget the fact that Joseph was a slave. He was sold to somebody for a certain amount of money. Listen, I, I can imagine when the master saw him and he heard about him and he purchased him, he was looking for something for that slave. And this is what you gotta understand, the pressure was always on Joseph to perform. Because you know what, if they didn't perform back then, they would get rid of you as a slave. They would either execute you, execute you, or sell you to somebody else. But this man had tremendous pressure in his life, but yet he had a wonderful attitude. He had a good attitude. And the Bible says he, the Lord was with him. The Lord t- says he was successful. And see, we see this. We need, to, uh, we need to seek to have Joseph's testimony is that the Lord is with us. Not just anybody, but the one true God. I'm talking about the one, the existing one who reveals himself. I'm talking about the one that reveals themselves as a deliverer, the one who reveals themselves as a protector, the one who reveals themselves as a healer, the one who reveals themselves as a way maker. I'm talking about the one who reveals himself in every area of your life as long as you allow him to. Oh, somebody should testify to the fact that God has been a healer to you. He's been a deliverer to you. He's been your prosperity. And listen, if didn't nobody keep you, you wouldn't have been kept. But God kept you in the midst of what you were dealing with. Oh, he revealed himself to you. Some of us didn't know who God was, but he revealed himself to you. He revealed himself as a deliverer. He revealed himself as a protector. And you know God can protect you better than anybody can't nobody protect you like God can oh you know how it is you're riding down the road and that car comes to your side of the road all of a sudden it goes back on the other side that's God's divine protection in your life oh you know when they skipped over your house and went to somebody else's house skipped over your child went to somebody else's child. it was God's divine protection you can't even explain how God did it for you but God is doing it for us every day of our life How is he a provider he is a he prospers us in every area of our life. That's why the Bible said Joseph was successful. He was a successful man because the Lord was with him. He was prosperous. He was he had a show of experience. He had show or experience prosperity. He caused things to prosper. He caused things to advance. He was profitable. And not only that, but in every area of his life. And what I like about this is, he was prosperous before he did one work for one uh, assignment for his master he was prosperous he was successful before he did one assignment for his master why he was being in the pit sold to these individuals in slavery and then when he was sold as a slave it didn't stop him from being successful and this is what you got to know about God Listen, your outside circumstances do not determine who you are in God. You got to know who God is in your life. You got to know that he's a way maker. You got to know that your self-esteem is not based on how much money you have or don't have, what you have or what you don't have. Your esteem is based on your relationship with God. That's why we thank God for the presence of God. The presence of God, it, it does some great things in our life. I love what the word says. It makes one rich and add no sorrow with it. That means I'm rich despite the fact of what I have or what I don't have. That means I, that all I need is the presence of the Lord. Oh, and this is what you need to understand. When the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph, that represents his presence. Because see, when the Lord comes into your life, that means his presence is here with you. And I love that. Because that means, I. and one thing I like about this, and I'm thinking two or three thoughts at one time. So let me get one of them out real quick. This means this. Watch this. It does not mean you're going to feel goosebumps all the time to know that God is with you. You got to know that God is with you despite what you feel, what you're going on. You got to know God is with you even though you are driving up and down I-20. You got to know the Lord is with you. You got to know the Lord is with you even if you are in the drive through line at a restaurant. You got to know the Lord is with you even when you at home sleep and slumber. You got to know the Lord is with you despite the negative circumstance that you may deal with. You got to know the Lord is with you. Because I can imagine Joseph was doing what he was doing and I, I can't imagine being thrown into a ditch and feeling like the Lord with you. Y'all might got, y'all might be that deep and y'all might be that spiritual, but if you throw me into a ditch and and I got mud all over me, I got, I'm, listen, I'm probably hot when you throw me in the ditch. I ain't gonna lie to you. Let's be real. You throw me in the ditch and I'm not, and I'm happy about you throwing me in the ditch. Y'all pray that I get to that point. I'm ready to start throwing rocks. I'm, I'm ready to throw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all, this preacher, Thought about throwing a punch. He thought about kicking somebody and throat punching somebody if I was thrown in the ditch. I know it's amazing. I know, I know y'all don't have thoughts like that y'all are real super spiritual and all kinds of stuff like that. But if you throw me in the ditch, I might try to, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. I apologize that I, 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 I broke, broke your image of a preacher that won't, that won't might fight if you put me in the wrong situation. I apologize for breaking your image, but I want you to understand something. Joseph was a special man. He was thrown into the ditch, sold as a slave, came up still God was with him, and he was successful and all of that he was prosperous. No he worked for those people like it was nothing. You know the Bible didn't call the man's name; they called him master they, they let you know his position with Joseph. Over his life that he was he was. Now, listen, I don't care how successful this person was to in Joseph's life. He still was known as master and, and and Joseph was known as really in his mind the slave. But you need to understand something just because people see you one way don't mean you that way. Listen, when you grow up in life and you get on your big boys and your big girls, don't you ever let nobody talk you down into thinking that you're less than what God has called for you to be. You need to know who God is in your life. And he was, Joseph was prosperous, successful. And the Lord being with him represents the presence of the Lord. We need to deem that God's definition of success is greater than what people of the past and present considers as success. We got to know what God says about being successful. We got to know what God says about being successful. And when we know what God says, we can go along with that particular aspect. Now, according to Genesis 39 and verse 6, let's read 39 and verse 6. I want you to know something about Joseph. Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Modern definition, the brother was fine. It's going to be young. Is that is that is that two two, two two thousand some of y'all? The man looked good. Not only did he looked good, he was he had a body to go along with it. He was fine in form and appearance. That's what the Bible is. In fact, that was the thing that got him in trouble. Because his master's wife saw him and she lusted after him and got him in trouble, and that ended up causing him to go to jail. And you know what's interesting about that? The Lord was still with him. The Lord was still with him, and he had got thrown in the jail. And the only, only problem he had was he was just good looking. I know some of your brothers got that same problem, don't you? I see you out there. Some of you brothers out there, you're good looking and you're fine. And I'm oh, get out of that. The thing that you're looking at here is that the Lord wants us to look good too, to be successful and continue to dwell in his presence. Hallelujah. It was not. It, see, it was so evident the Lord was with Joseph that even his master. Won't you go back to Genesis thirty nine, verse three? three, thirty nine, verse three. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, remember everything that Joseph going through and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So we see here that the Lord that Joseph. That Joseph was doing so much that his master saw God's presence in his life based on this particular verse. And it's interesting because he looked, he perceived, he considered, he learned, he observed, he saw, he saw something different in Joseph. And this is my opinion that he didn't see in other people that he had. Because I believe truly this master was not somebody who was quote-unquote spiritual. He was a natural, carnal minded master. But one thing about it, he could not deny the results of Joseph. He could not. Listen, he said, man, this man doing something different right here. This man is different from other people I've worked with in the past. This Joseph is doing some remarkable stuff. You know what's interesting about this? And I was thinking about this. I never read anywhere where Joseph went to managerial school. I never read anywhere where Joseph went to college to learn to do what he did. God must have given it to him supernaturally. See, when the Lord is with you, you got you access to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. That God can tell you anything and show you anything. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it, but if you stay with God long enough, God is unlimited and can show you what to do in in, in any kind of situation. That's why he's unlimited. That's why he knows everything. And he has unlimited resources for whatever you're going through right now. So that means whatever you're dealing with right now, God has the answer for you. God has the answer for your circumstance. He has the answer for your situation because he is an unlimited God with unlimited resources in the good to serve a God with unlimited resources. And that means that God would never run out. God will never run out of what you need. That's why he said, I can supply every one of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have more than enough. He, God will never run out. We've seen companies and businesses that are going under in 2019. But you know what? God is never running out. He will never come up short. God it has more than enough to meet your every need. And that's the God who Joseph served. He served a God that had unlimited resources with an unlimited God. And that's good for us to know because when we go and we deal with our life circumstances, it's good to know that whatever we deal with, God has the answer for us. Whether directly or indirectly, God will get us the answer. You can go to the doctor and the doctor says, I don't know what to do. But you know what? God will drop an answer in him on your behalf. Listen, you can go to the bank and the banker say no, but then they'll call you back later and say, we changed our mind. Because why? They serve an unlimited God with unlimited resources. Some people, listen, you go for the business opportunity and the business person will tell you that we can't do it, but God will change his mind because the heart of the king is in his hand. And he'll give you that promotion. He'll give you that business con- contract. Because why? He's an unlimited God with unlimited resources. Don't you ever underestimate what God can't do in your life. Oh, He can do all things save what? Fail. He is a God of more than enough. And so His Master saw it. He saw, He saw it. And He saw something different about Joseph than He didn't, than He did about others. And I believe the difference was the results. The results. In my opinion, they were supernatural results. Because I believe he had other supervisors in Joseph's place before we got there. Because Remember, this was no no, no poor man, but he could not produce what Joseph produced. And this was a carnal-minded master. He wasn't one, in my opinion, that was super spiritual, that walked by faith and not by sight. He had to see natural results in order for him to say, hey, God must be with you just on. He you must he must be with you. And sometimes when you're working on your job or doing what you do, if you tap into the God of supernatural resources, they'll give you a promotion. They'll give you a raise. They will give you some supernatural. Why? Because you tapped into an unlimited God with unlimited resources. And don't be afraid to use your gifts and talents where you currently work at or have your business at. Nothing wrong with being nice at where you work at and where you live at On what you do. Use what God is giving you for his kingdom because God got plenty more where, he's, where you're producing where you're at. He's got plenty more to give you. Well, I'm using everything I got, Pastor. Doc. Oh, let me tell you something. God got more than enough. He knows your job better than you do. Oh, he knows your position better than you do. And God can help you to do better. When you're in school, don't you never think that God doesn't know science, doesn't know English, doesn't know math, doesn't know any topic that's out there. God knows every topic that they got in a book. He knows every topic. Then he knows it backwards and forwards. Are y'all following me? God knows more than enough. He can make you, he can help your child make an A on every assignment, every test, every quiz that comes your way. And then all that not only that, helped him to behave the right way, too. Ooh, thank God for some godly behavior. Is that right? And so it, it produced a supernatural re, a supernatural results because it came from a supernatural God. And I believe that when he saw those results, he concluded the Lord was with Joseph because he saw it. He saw, in my opinion, with his natural eyes. What did he see? I believe he saw the results. Let me tell you something. God can work through you and people will see your results and they will cause great things to come into your life. So don't don't you never underestimate. That's why you pray for your job. You pray for those that are on your job. When they, They're not paying me right, Pastor job It don't matter. God will bless. Listen, God will put you in a position that God will... Listen, when I was working on a job, let me give you a quick testimony. Me, this, this is real facts right here. I was doing a job. I didn't think I was being paid enough. One day they came up to me and put $300 in my hand and told me, this is for you for what you did. $300. You think I couldn't use $300? Hey, are y'all following me here? I thank God it was all out of the blue. All out of the blue, God did it for me. You know what? You know what I did when I got my money? I paid tithes and gave a good offering, because I realized if God did that three hundred, He can do three thousand, He can do thirty thousand, He can do three million. It won't be somebody walk up to me and say, "Hey, Dobbs, I got three million for you," because I had to be faithful over what God had given me. Y'all seeing that? Let's go a little further in the text. So not only when he saw it, what he saw. Joseph mastered and now is God's presence in life, but he also observed that the Lord made whatever Joseph did to prosper. Good God Almighty. His works, his acts, and his deeds, he caused them to advance, to make progress, to succeed, to be productive in his hand. His hand represents his strength and his power. One thing I thought about this, when God Bless Joseph to be successful. He put strength and power in his hand strength and power and see god is not a respect to a person god's the same yesterday today and forever whatever you do your works your acts your deeds god will cause them to to prosper and to be successful successful whatever is in your hand whatever's in your strength and in your power and in your ability and this is what you got to understand i, I know i'm going to make this point a little bit later but let me say this to you you got to trust the process you got to trust the process because it will not always look like what you're doing for God will work. It will not always look like when you're giving that it'll work. It will not always look like your prayers are working. It will not always look like you being good and they despitefully using you and you praying for them. It's not look like it, it will not look like it's working. But you gotta trust the process. One thing I believe about Joseph, I believe Joseph trusted the process. Remember, I don't read where he went to managerial school. Joseph was thrown into a ditch, y'all. He was thrown into a ditch, sold as a slave, and he still trusted the process. And if Joseph can trust the process, we got to trust the process, too. We got to trust that we, what we do for God will last. We got to trust that our labor for God is not in vain. We got to trust the process we got to trust the process. And so now, whatever he did, it caused it to prosper. That's why Matthew 6 and 33 reminds us. Let me read Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first, earnestly pursue. Strive after God in our thinking, in our talking, in our acting. When you go after God first, and you do it the kingdom of God way, and and do it, go after God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Cause increase to come, advancement, progress, progressiveness to come. It's going to be added to you. It takes a daily commitment to put God first in all that we do, and trust his way of doing things, which will bring increase in our lives. You got to trust God's way of doing things. It's not always going to look like, let me tell you something. I've been walking with God for about 30 years now. I have not always seen, it did not always look like it's going to work for my good. It has not always looked like all things are going to work together for your good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. Didn't always look like it, but I trusted the process. It wasn't always easy. I made mistakes, but I trust the process. If you trust the process like Joseph did, you're gonna be successful. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You gotta trust that cause you know, you gotta walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, you got to walk by faith, not by sight. You got to go by doing it God's way, even though you don't think that the results are gonna come out the way you want them to. You gotta to continue to do it God's way. Sometimes you gotta do it God's way for months, maybe even years before you see the results that you're looking for. You, and you can't get weary in well doing, for in due season you're gonna reap if you faint not. Let me tell you something. When I first started giving, I didn't always think that it was gonna work, but I kept on giving, and now, oh, you can't stop me from giving now. Because you give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give it to your bosom. Let me tell you something. Giving works. Oh, I, I should have had more than two amens right there. Giving works. Giving works. It works. It works in my home. It works in my church. It works. Amen. Let me tell you something. You get stuff on sale when you give. I thought about supernatural stuff. I thought about going to a store and they got your size. Supernatural giving. And the color that you like, supernatural giving. Oh, day's giving works. God, but listen, listen, God's word will not return back to him void, but it will accomplish everything he's sending out to do. You, You can follow God's way of doing things. It will work for you in every area of your life. How many know prayer works? How many believe in prayer? But how many can testify to the fact when you pray, you didn't always see the immediate results? But you what? You kept on praying, didn't you? You kept on praying. You kept on seeking God's way of doing things. You kept on saying, God, your will be done. You, God, you, you have to do this. If you don't do it, it won't be done. And eventually, it turned around for your good. God, through your prayer life, God made a way out of no way. Can't you see God just doing everything he said he's going to do in his word? But you got to trust the process. Oh, somebody say, trust the process. Say it again, trust the process. Say it one more time, trust the process. That is so important. Joseph, now let's go back to the text. Joseph had to acknowledge and, uh, and understand. Have an understanding of the principle because the more he committed to living a life that pleased God, the more God calls him to advance despite the challenges. The understanding brought insight. Understanding brought comprehension. And this is what you got to understand about Joseph. Joseph, he went from his brothers. His brothers took him, threw him in the ditch, told his daddy he was dead, sold him to the group that was coming by, and now he's in somebody else's house working for somebody else. If anybody had a, in my opinion, had a right to be bitter, Joseph did. I was so proud of Joseph when, when his brothers came to him a little bit later. If and, and that had been some of us, when the brother came to him and, and told him, you know, they they, they recognized that well, so those who don't know the story, now Joseph went to jail. I'm not went to jail. Remember talking about him being good-looking, handsome? Well, they got him in jail, all right, long story short. Got him in jail for a minute, too, right? But he made his way back out, and now he, 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 he prospered the whole land. And all of a sudden his brothers came back to him, his brothers threw him in the pit, y'all. And they were hungry. But they didn't recognize Joseph. Now, we got a choice to make now no. These same I ain't gonna say what y'all call them in Carrollton, in Carrollton and in and and south side of Georgia here. In South Georgia, and El- I'm not gonna say what y'all call them, but these same individuals came to him and talking about, you know what, we hunger. And uh, we want something to eat. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but uh, and I, I, and Joseph had to be a uh had to be a woo, he had to have some Jesus in him right there y'all yes, because that been some of us we thought about the time I don't remember when you threw me into that pit right there Because mm-hmm. Joseph had some guards with him, too, y'all, they had swords, and uh they had some stuff going on with him, and uh they they could fight that was his guards. I mean, Joseph went from in the pit that, to second in command in the whole land. Oh, Joseph was balling, y'all. I'm sorry. I can't use balling for some of y'all. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he was second in command, y'all. Joseph was rich and the brothers came to him and Joseph saw him and Joseph had a decision to make. Cause Joseph could have been better. If he'd been better, I'm like, man, he should have been better. Throw him in the pit like that. And I ain't did nothing to these folks. I told him I had a dream. I told him I had a dream. The dream ain't came to pass. I had a dream, but yet you won't throw me in the pit. And so you got to be careful who you share your dreams with, too. Y'all know that, right? Because not everybody gonna like your dream. You know that, right? Now everybody gonna say, "Ooh, that's wonderful! I'm so happy for you." Woo! Some people will throw you in the pit before you know it. Look how you look at me. And and, and one stranger still throw him in the pit. It was his own family. And that same family members came to him and said, you know what? We want something to eat. But Joseph had a heart of compassion. And we got to be that same type of Christian. You know what made Joseph so successful? Was that right there. That heart of compassion. That love he showed for somebody who threw him in the ditch. That one, he didn't want to retaliate. He did the right thing despite what he was going through. And sometimes... That's gonna be a challenge for some of us. That we gotta do right despite people on our job treating us wrong. Thank y'all for the two and a half amens right there. Y'all, y'all pray for the rest of us, okay? Sometimes we gotta do right even when family members are treating us some type of way. Cause something to rise up in you. You never have somebody say something to you that had something to want to rise up in you. And you, you realize you're saved, you say it, you don't use word, words like that no more? Thank y'all. I got four amens here. The rest of y'all pray for the rest of us, okay? We forgot the words. We just choose not to use them. Thank y'all for five amens. I, I see y'all like I see the rest of y'all. We're going to pray for the rest of these folks in here because the rest of them need Jesus, okay? We'll pray for them, all right? You ain't forgot how to fight? You ain't two amens right there, okay? You ain't forgot how to cut somebody out. You ain't forgot how to do evil. You ain't forgot. You just choose not to. Because why? It's challenging to you. You've been through a rough trial right now. Let me tell you, some of you have been through a rough trial. And people don't understand the rough trial you've been through. And you can't put it in words. You tried to, but don't nobody you can't quite get the words out. Joseph couldn't explain everything he'd been through. One thing the Bible didn't even say. They not not talk about his attitude in the, in while he was in the, um, in the pit. They didn't say he was throwing rocks, he was yelling, or... I can't imagine being thrown in the pit and being happy about it. He probably couldn't even climb out the pit. It was so deep. This wasn't no small pitch, y'all. He threw him. It was small, but he could have, he could have worked his way out of it. But this wasn't no small pit, y'all. Joseph had a challenge to build. And then he got so As a slave. Slave. Not a supervisor or a co-worker. He was sold as a slave. But yet his attitude was, I am successful. But no, I believe what got his attitude right. Because of the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. See, the presence of the Lord will take away bitterness it'll take away strife it'll take away envy it'll take away anger it'll take away things from your life that will cause you to act contrary to the word of god that's why we need the presence of god we need the presence of god riding up and down the road we need the presence of god in our homes in our finances in every area of our life we need it we need it Woo, Tell us we need the presence of god Genesis 39 and 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. He served him. He found favor in his sight and he served him. See, favor is grace. He was charming and he was acceptable. In his master's sight and he served his master. He ministered to him. He waited on him. He did it, in my opinion, with a godly attitude. You know, one thing I believe you don't read in the text, but I believe it's true. Joseph made the best out of a bad situation. And somebody's got to learn how to make the best out of a bad situation. Instead of always complaining, I ain't got this and I can't do this. No, nah, you, you ought to look at what you do have. You got the presence of God in your life twenty four hours a day and seven days a week. Yeah, I know you ain't got this, that, and the other, but you got the presence of God. When the presence of God, you got peace. The presence of God, you got joy. And I like something else that it talks about here. Oh, let me say that with the presence of God, you are happy. How many are happy because of the presence of God? Ooh-wee. Well, i am telling you, we're happy because of his presence. And so he weighed on him. With God's favor comes with advantages, humility, and a desire to serve and help others. Oh yeah, the presence of God will cause you want to serve and help others. And see, we are, and I like this. We are one God idea away from an upgrade. We are one God idea away from a promotion. Notice how when he did what he's supposed to do, he got promoted to the overseer of the house he was an overseer and many of us in this sanctuary if you allow the presence of god to be in your life you will receive an upgrade what do you mean a promotion oh you know the presence of god will bring a promotion in your life oh the presence of god will bring a raise in your life the presence of god will bring a bonus in your life because this is what you need to know god's presence brings increase you see in the text that Joseph was blessed. I'm going to say this. He was blessed and highly favored. Joseph was a blessed man, y'all. Notice he got put over a house. You know what's interesting about that? Um, I'm going to get to it in a moment, but I was thinking about this. Joseph was over a household. This man put everything in his household. He, this man did absolutely nothing except eat and drink. The Bible says the only thing he worried about was will he go eat the next meal. Woo-wee. That's how my children, lady. You know our children. The only thing they worry about is what they will have for the next meal. Look how y'all look at me here. That's why Jesus told them to have faith as children. They don't worry. They don't fret. They just look. They know when they get hungry, they can run to the refrigerator. And you ever notice when your children run to the refrigerator, their name is not on it, but they act like they own everything in it. Can I get four way mans off of that right there? If you got some soda in there, you better put a lock on it. Cause the soda gonna be gone. You gonna come in there and look for it? What my soda at y'all? Soda gone. You know where it is? It's an empty container in the trash can. Y'all probably don't know nothing about stuff like that. In our household, we put our name on the food, especially when it's leftover. Put our name on it. They put they put mark. They put black marker. This, you, make sure you see it, Dad. This is my food right here. Why are you telling me? Because I know you'll eat it, Dad, and you're absolutely right. You better put your name on it. And if I see it there two or three days, I'm gonna get it anyway. Cause I got daddy rights. I'm sorry, that you don't know about no daddy rights. I'm sorry. Well, I got mama rights. Okay, well, hallelujah. So the thing that we're looking at is that he, Joseph, was promoted. He was promoted to overseer. He was promoted to overseer. Proverbs 18 and 16 tells us that a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Well, some of you got some great stuff coming for you. When I mean make room for you, you gonna know, large larger space, open up doors. God has opened up doors for you that no man can shut. That's why your promotion coming. That's why your raise is coming. That's why your upgrade is coming. Everybody say, thank God for the upgrade. Ooh, yes, thank God for an upgrade. Eyes have not seen nor ears heard everything that God has prepared for them that love him. Oh, when you do, when the presence of God is in your life, you never know where God is going to give you an upgrade. Oh, the presence of God, just like they did for Joseph. Because remember that God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You read that over in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Oh, therefore, you you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. If he's the same God that did it for Joseph, I know he can do it for my sister right here, my brother right here, that one in the blue, that one in the black, that one in the orange, that one in here. God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If God can promote Joseph, he can promote you too. He can give you a raise too. Pastor, I don't know if I got the idea. Oh, God can give you an idea that cause a raise to come on your life next week. I'm talking about next week. I'm talking about seven days from now. God can be in a position to bless you. And look, God don't need a man to bless you. He don't need a corporation to bless you. God can send somebody down the road and bless you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. And running over over, command your man, give to your bosom. Would he do it for me, Pastor Dallas? He did it for Joseph. If he did it for Joseph, what can't he do it for you? What can't he do it for you? Can I tell you a little secret about Joseph? Joseph was an average everyday man. Just like you're an average everyday Christian that has the presence of God in his life. It's going to change you for the better. Joseph experienced God's favor and it opened up doors to a promotion. He, God made him, excuse me, he was made overseer. Of his master's house, and every person in the house was under his authority. According to Genesis 39, verse 5. 39 verse 5 reads as follows. Hold on just a few more minutes. So it was some time that he that he had made him overseer of his house, I want you to know something about this. And all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptians. When I mean he blessed them, he, he granted increase in their life. He made things better in their life. He caused prosperity, he caused peace and happiness. And this is what you need to understand about that, because Joseph was blessed, everybody in the household was blessed. That means, that it, let me say this to you: when we're con, when you con, that's why some people want you on the job. They thought about letting you go, but they know if they let you go, the whole plant might shut down. Why? Because Joseph was blessed, the whole household was blessed. Listen, say this with me. I'm blessed. I I am divinely blessed. We are divinely blessed. Let's say it again. I I am divinely blessed. Now point to somebody, we are divinely blessed. Again, I am divinely blessed. Point to somebody else, we are divinely blessed. The same thing happened for Joseph. It's the same thing happening in the sanctuary this morning. Joseph was blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You are divinely blessed. That makes we are divinely blessed. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. Are y'all following me? Let me finish this up. Because of the Egyptian's master connection to Joseph, the Lord blessed him for Joseph's sake. And that thought that was interesting. The only reason that master got blessed was because of Joseph's sake. The only reason your household is blessed right now because you're praying in that household. The only reason that job, that business is going right now is because you in that business. God got to make sure I get, he get, get the money to you. Oh, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. God got got to make sure he gets money to you. So he'll use a business to get money to you. And not only that, the whole company be blessed because you're sitting in that business. But if you if God tell you to leave, you better leave because He's are going to shut the whole thing down. But God shut down the whole plant because they treat his child right. Yes. Yes. The Bible says it's better to tie a stone around you and throw yourself in the sea. That the mess with one of his little ones. Is God like that? Is God funny about his children? Like some parents I know, he's funnier. And we know we got some funny parents around us. But God is even more funnier than they are. If God will shut down a whole household because they're messing with you, don't you know that's a, a parent right there? And God got power to back up his words. Y'all know that, right? He got power to back up his word. So we may we may not realize that some folks' lives are better because they have remained connected to us as spirit-filled believers. Even when, it, even when it becomes difficult, we must stay connected, for God's presence will cause a divine blessing. It will cause a divine blessing. That's why the presence of the Lord, just like in Joseph's case brought divine blessing in the midst of what could have been a challenging circumstance.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.